Check out We Are Calvin football podcast in association with McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Real food, real people. Try Super Value's own range in store today. Quality products at one toward the price of branded labels. McAvoy's Super Value, Virginia. Supporting local. We are Cavan Podcast, because Cavan's not just a place, it's a people. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of the McAvoy Supervalue GA Podcast, brought to you by We Are Cavan. On today's show, we're going to be revealing our Kiko Sports Team of the Week our Cavan Crystal Hotel Player of the Week and our DT1 Menswear Top Scorer of the Week. Um, and to go through all of the, uh, the award winners this week, I'm joined by the sports editor of the Anglo Celt, Paul Fitzpatrick. After it was an exciting weekend in terms of there was lots of action going on and a couple of tight games. We were discussing over on the Die Hearts podcast on, on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan that Maybe the, the 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 quality, particularly at senior level, looked like it has dipped a wee bit. Paul, what do you think? It definitely has dipped. I mean, let's let's be honest here. I know I went on an awful ramble talking about uh, faith healers and stuff yesterday, trying to explain this. I don't know what I was talking about in hindsight. Nobody. I think I, I, think I need a faith healer, but uh, yeah, the quality has dipped. Look, when so many of the best teams have significant injury problems, then. There's no up. There's no alternative. The quality has to dip. You lose three or four of your best players. You're not going to play to a higher standard unless, unless there's something wrong and you start to question where well, where they really are best players at all. And I think, you know, if you're looking at the players that are missing for teams, they are among the better players. And that's afflicted Garner, Rammer, Chris uh, Law, Kingscourt, Kevin Gales are the ones who haven't had a lot of injury problems at the minute. But in fairness to Gales, they've spent years there having injury problems. So maybe they're due to a bit of luck on the injury front as well. Um, yeah. So I think I think it has it's been a slow burner. It's been a disappointing championship. When you compare it back to other years, we've had bad championships and good championships. Twenty eighteen is the high watermark stands out. I always remember us doing a podcast before the county final in twenty eighteen, saying that this is the best club championship we could remember, and then we had the probably the best final we could remember. Uh, on yeah. top of that, so that there was no doubt that it was the best year. Uh, this year has been a slow burner, but I have a feeling that a lot of the big sides now this. They've planned their course through this competition pretty well. And I know we have seen big teams get caught before in the group stage, but I think teams have really got a handle on this system now. Like, it was pretty novel for the last few years, really. I know we've had five or six years of it, but it was relatively novel. And then you, you had COVID as well, which which kind of screwed up everything in terms of preparations. But I think managers now know that the championship starts at the quarterfinal stage. The group stage is just for getting through. So I'd be confident enough that this championship will kick off and really light up from the quarterfinal stage on in all three grades. I, I think that might happen. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I, I think you're right actually on on the point that you know people know that the group stage is for getting through, and your best performances have to come in the the last three games of the year if you're lucky enough to get through to them. So, but it's sometimes navigating that those first four games to get through, and it's not that easy because there was a period of time. You could you can say in this year's senior championship anyway that there's there's a couple of teams adrift. You can say the same in junior championship. Um, 
you can say maybe there's one thing of a drift in, in the intermediate, but at the end of it, like take the senior alone. There's a lot of teams there. Pretty much any team could beat any team outside of, yeah, with, with all due respect, Balanya and Butler's Bridge at this moment in time seem to be holding up the bottom. Yeah, but that that probably speaks to the fact that the standard has dropped. Uh, if everyone could beat everyone, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think that's, that says that, that your, your better teams have come back to the pack. This is the first year where, where I have had some reservations about the championship system. I'll be honest. In other years, definitely, I was a major fanboy for this championship system. This year, I don't know. I, I think the, the format hasn't had breathed life into the championship this year. I, I think, and a lot of it's to do with the draw as well. But like I was writing a preview for the for the paper earlier of the, this weekend's intermediate games. I found it hard to find a good game because of this system and the way the draw has fallen in, in the intermediate. You would imagine it's absolute breakneck stuff in intermediate, but it's not. It's not at all. There's only one real four pointer this weekend, and that's uh, Bally McHugh and Coothill. They're the only two teams in the top in the top eight that aren't kind of already secured their place to, to go through or, or looking pre- pretty good to go through that are going to meet. Yeah, but then you take the junior championship there, there was only, was there two teams qualified um, going into last weekend and it looks like there's only two teams guaranteed qualification. Now, mathematically speaking, there's only two teams guaranteed qualification going into the final weekend. So, well, what, what was the upset of the junior championship? Was there one? I, I can't. That's what I mean by this being so far substandard. And I know maybe we should be hyping it up a bit more, but in fairness, we give it lots of coverage and we, we, we call it as honestly as, they can, as we can. And we do look on the positive side where we can. But like, I don't remember a big upset in, in the junior championship. Probably how much Arva beat from the end by. Yeah, that was it. Or but maybe Arva, not probably drawn with Arva. Possibly. I don't think I don't think that was really an upset, not probably drawn with Arva. Uh, the way they came back from eight down, I suppose... Mm. But um, there was no upset in that in that division. Oh, Red Hills had a great comeback. That was a really exciting game against Kill. Um, it, but both teams are out at the end of the day. It, it was it was effectively a dead rubber at the end of the day. The result of that game did not put the winners through. So it didn't really matter what happened there. The winners weren't getting through, and that was it. So well, yeah, but then that depended on other, other results. At I know, time. but as it played out, it didn't. Everything Red Hills did there was completely in vain because it didn't matter what they did; they were gone. And that's when, when the final whistle went there. They were going through, or very close to it. No, sorry, actually, they were a little bit later than the other one. But it was only Ryan Connolly's point that that put Red Hills out of the championship. So there was a bit of drama. I love, I love the final games been on at the same time and there's lots of score difference permutations that that can happen and again this weekend folks on Saturday evening we'll be bringing you the live uh, broadcast of the McAvoy's Super Value Intermediate Championship so across uh, all the games we'll be updating the the tables um, as the games go on I know a lot of people listened in but if I can ask one thing, when the link goes out, folks, share it on, on your club WhatsApp group and uh, more people will hear about it because a good few people said to me after the broadcast, oh, I heard it was brilliant. I didn't even know it was on. So um, spread the word uh, that basically the first place you'll get the final tables of the McAvoy Super Valley Virginia Intermediate Championship will be on the live broadcast on We Are Calvin on our Mixelor page. But we'll be posting it, um, posting the link to it on our social media pages. Um, look at let's jump into the team of the week, the Kiko Sports team of the week, Paul. Can no, I make one, one more comment before we do, Damien, about about my rant of the week here about this competition? 
I wouldn't like to leave you not making a comment. <laughs> Looking at the at the senior table, and I'm trying to verbalize just what is the problem I have with this system. And what I think is that in a championship, I think it, the games you play should be getting harder as you go on, as you progress, and there's more teams. Team streets are falling away, and the games should be getting harder. And I think I'm starting to think that four group games is a lot of group games. It's we have we're after how long has that been going for this senior championship? Five weeks to get rid of four teams. Like this is the fourth week, so they four. Yeah, but there was a gap in it, wasn't there? No, they started a week late. Oh, they started a week late. Okay, well the championship turned five weeks ago. Okay, we've had four weeks of action. We've had. I don't know how many games were played in the senior championship. My maths are not good, but uh, there's been a hell of a lot of games played in the senior championship. And from all that, we've got we're going to have got rid of four teams. Uh, it's, By the time it's, it's finished, it will have been twenty four games. Twenty four games to get rid of four teams. Yeah, I don't know. You know what? <sighs> we're going around the house. We're going around the houses a little bit. And you know what? We're left with a league table where everyone knows that the league table is more or less completely random, apart from top place. If you win all your games. I suppose you have to say, well, you're sort of unexposed there. But even at that, you could get a nice draw and win all your games. But if you win all your games, okay, you're top. After that, if you come second, where's the reward? As the table stands at the minute, Kiligari, if if the table finishes like that, Kiligari's reward for coming second is play seventh place, which is Garner, who were very close to winning the championship last year. You know, I, I think that's tough. You've Rammer and, and Krushla, fourth and fifth. There's nobody in the county that doesn't think they're both in the top four in the county, but... They, one of them could be gone after the quarter final. Yeah, I, I, I have to say, I don't agree with you. I don't, I don't think that you're right. I think that basically, the four games means that more often than not, I know you can use the junior championship as a different, uh, you know, to to contradict my point here. But if you if you win three games in senior championship in a group stage, you deserve to be in the quarter final. And if you don't, you're leaving yourself with the risk that you won't make a quarter final. So, and yeah, I'm not saying you don't. If you win three games, you deserve to be in it, of course. But it's really accentuating the vagaries of the draw. This this format we have, like the, the look of the draw, is always a big thing in in, in any competition. But this is really throwing throwing it to the wolves in terms of the look of the draw. In my opinion, I, well, I think it, it's a lot. I think it's a lot of games. It's a lot of shadow boxing before you get to the quarterfinals. Because at the end of the day, in the last few years. Has there ever been a surprise semi-finalist? No, not really. The, the top team's going to come through anyway. We're doing an awful lot. We're playing an awful lot of matches to get rid of a few teams. We could we could have picked... Like, we picked it before it started. We said, Balnia won't get through. Buttersbridge won't get through. Balnia and Buttersbridge are gone. They're the only two teams gone. So, where we need something, uh, you know, the, the element of surprise here to make this competition interesting. We knew those two teams weren't going to get through, or we, we reckoned those teams weren't going to get through before a ball was kicked. We just played 24 matches. They're not getting through. So now, this week. Yeah, after this week, we'll have played 24 matches to find out who the other two were. Yeah. I, I Look, at I, I I know your point. I My my gut instinct is, though, the players want to play games, and anything less than that, okay, we go to three games, maybe, but, you know, I, I, I personally like it. I like the, I like the whole... It's almost like a festival of consistent football and everybody's buying into it and everybody's looking at every other team and everybody's, all the neutrals want to go to games in case their club gets the, the draw that Sunday night against that team. So I think it, like the prolonged four games of it makes it more interesting and keeps the interest up in the competition. 
do you know what do you know what it really is in a nutshell because i liked it before it was novel before and i think the fact that it was novel actually fed into the buzz and probably created a better championship and teams were playing better because it was kind of more scored and play this is a whole new system and everything else i think when when it's when it's a good year it's a great system loads of games teams are going well teams are buzzing when it's a bad year it kind of feels like prolonging the misery a wee bit you feel like let's just get to the quarterfinals like I'm not super pumped for this weekend, to be honest. I'm not. And okay. we should be. Going into round four, we should be, but I'm not because where's the where's the, the huge game? What's the huge oh, game in the in the Kings Court? Because massive. It's massive, but Kings Court are Kings Court are highly unlikely to get through now. It'd be massive if they were both if the winner of that is going through. But it's highly it, unlikely to happen. It's well, it's not highly unlikely. Okay, well, I love We'll be doing our preview over on patreon.com forward slash we are cabin. What odds are you giving me that it happens? I do uh, Listen, I'm not, I'm not an actuary. <laughs> I'm definitely not going to be taken into that. So I'm not. There's no way. <laughs> Brady's Arva Limited, main dealers for Volkswagen cars and commercial vehicles, have been serving the needs of the motoring community in Cavan, Longford, Leitrim, Monaghan, Mead and the surrounding counties for over 50 years. A family-owned and family-run business, Brady's are famous for their long association with the GAA. If you're looking for a new or used car or commercial vehicle, check out Brady's Arva Limited. They provide an unrivaled sales and after-sales service and are open six days a week. Brady's Arva Limited. Get on the winning team today. See www.bradysarva.ie for more details. Okay, folks, let's get on to it. Kiko Sports Team of the Week. Nominations in goals. Ronan Bannon from Gauna. Michael Shorten, Butler's Bridge. Liam Brady, Rammer. United and Ray Ray Galligan from Lacken. Um, Liam Brady definitely deserves a huge mention here. Brilliant free from 50 metres and two really, really good saves. Um, that had he not made those saves, Kurslaw could have run away with this game. So a huge, huge mention for him. But it's hard to go past Ray Galligan. Seven points from a goalkeeper, granted in a, a trouncing of, of Kingscourt stars. But that comes with the with the backstory of it turning round. So what did I, I'm trying to? What did Kingscourt beat La, uh, beat Lacken by last year? Can you remember? Uh, it was twenty odd points, but it, it was the worst part of it was that it was it was as I've said a few times, it was sixteen points at the at the first water break. So there were sixteen points up in fifteen minutes, something like three seven to no score, I think it was, or three eight to a point, something like that. Yeah, so like they've turned a thirty odd. They've turned around by thirty odd points, like here yeah. in the space of a year. Like that's that's a that's a huge turnaround. And they've done it. They've done it. Like it was always said that lacking they needed Thomas and Raymond and Niall McKernan to do all the scoring for them. And the most interesting thing is they're they're playing Raymond in goals, which generally they didn't do with the club. And Thomas is injured, and Niall's not playing this year, and they're still doing brilliantly, and they're still getting the scores. But Raymond was scoring all the way all the way through the game. He wasn't just he didn't just pile on a few points at the end when the game was won. He was scoring at the start when when the points were really valuable. Um, so I think Liam Brady was unfortunate to miss out. I thought he had a brilliant game. He was close to man of the match in the Crushlaw Rammer game for my money. But you, when a goalkeeper kicks seven place kicks over the bar from from outside forty meters, it's hard to go past him, Damien. Yeah, completely agree. Okay, nominations then in the full back line are John Cook from Crushlaw, Sean Cadden from Mullahorn, Damien Barkey from Rammer United, David Wilson from Lacken. 
and Lurkin Lynch from Rammer United. Lurkin is coming up and getting a point. We love to see a cornerback getting a score. And I should point out at this point that we probably made an omission last week on on our Kiko Sports Team of the Week when we didn't include Stephen Cooney from um, Castle Rahan. He scored 1-2. Now, he was wearing the number two jersey, probably playing in the wing half-back position, but... Um, yeah, kind of a, a defender scoring that sort of level. It's hard to um hard to have left them out. So probably apologies to Stephen on that one. But who do we go for in the fullback line this week? The fullback line this week, Damien, we went for John Cook at two, uh, David Wilson at three, and at four we went for Sean Cadden. From Sean Cadden oh. can't read my own handwriting. Really, really good performance by Cadden holding Jack McKenna, um, very well in the in the Lara game on Friday night. I think that. Um, it was crucial. Thought John Cook st- steadied the ship in there. I think it. I'm not sure what stage he was in on to Ed O'Cole and done a really good job on him. Um, and then David Wilson was tasked with picking up Jordan Morris and and an outstanding performance there uh, by David Wilson. Obviously crucial to lacking winning was was keeping Jordan Morris quiet and and Wilson done that really well. I thought Damian Barkey, like even though Patrick Lynch. Scored was a six points in the end. They were all from freeze. I thought Damian Barkey had a really good game at fullback from in open play. Um, it got physical. It it kind of had everything that a a good old fashioned uh, duel would have between Barkey and Lynch. But Barkey definitely deserves mention there. Um, but doesn't quite make the team of the week this week. Yeah, he he, he was close. He was close. I thought John Cook had his best game yet in the, in the championship, and David Wilson has just been a tower strength all through for for Lack, and that's. Another good game, and I suppose his recognition of, of his three good performances. Yeah, okay. Into the half-back line on the Kiko Sports team of the week. The nominations are Levi Murphy from Cavan Gills. He hit two points. Fionn Lovett from Crusher Law. Uh, Ryan McGarren from Gauna. Craig Linoz from Lacken. Evan Finnegan, Balanya. Chris Conroy from Lavi. Dara Kennedy from Killigarry. Dara Duggan from Red Hills. James McBreen from Lavi. Cormac McGill from Mullahorn. Uh, the three we went for in the half-back line were James McBreen at five. He scored an absolute worldly of a point to equalise in, in a pressurised situation um, against Gauna for Lavi. But he also had a very good game all around. Very, very clever on the ball and, and a sturdy little book. Um, definitely one for the future. Dara Kennedy we put in at six. It was a close call with him and Chris Conroy. Uh, but we went with Dara Kennedy because he looks like he's coming back to... Dara Kennedy that we've seen been called into a county senior squad or, or playing county senior football and was that 2018 he was in the 18 around that time yeah it was under Manny, under Manny McLean and I'd say it was 18, it could be 18 yeah 18 or 17 so, 17 and 18 played a league game against Clare I remember he was playing a first round game that could have even been 2017 yeah yeah, but he he's he definitely looks like he's getting back to that sort of level. I thought he had a really good game for Killigarry at the weekend. And then number seven, we went for a wing half back to score the goal and a point. But it wasn't just any ordinary goal. It was a spectacular goal by Dara Duggan from Red Hills. One of the ones that I, I hope that the that the clip is um is is released in some way or if we can get a hand on it because he he was cutting in from the far sideline and after a sidestep, just ping the ball kind of with the instep of the right boot from the from the left hand corner, 
and into the far top corner, the stanchion, it, it rattled the stanchion on the, on the opposite side of the net. It was a, just a brilliant, brilliant goal against Kilda Shamrock. So, Dara Duggan, take a bow for that one. It was, it was score of the week in my head. Um, brilliant, brilliant one. So, well done to the three lads on that one. Okay, middle of the field. The nominations were Tristan Hoffman from Arva. He scored 1-2. Connor Brady from Gauna. Andrew Fallon from Drummalee. Killian Brady from Mullahorn. Ryan Brady from Gauna. Philip Rogers with four points from Nutbride. And Patter Caffrey from Corla. I think he got a, a really good goal at the end of that game against Arva. So we went for... Middle of the field, we went for... Killian the Gunner Brady from Mullahorn and and Philip the Gunner Rogers were going to go from Nutbride. <laughs> I thought... Uh... I thought this was a great pairing. I would love to see this pairing playing together. Two totally different players. I think they'd actually be a, a superb midfield partnership. Yeah. Flair and fire. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Yeah. No, they were yeah. they were both excellent in different ways for the, for their teams over the weekend. I, I was lucky to see Philip Rogers up close in the upright Jermaine game. I thought he was absolutely magnificent and he, he ran Ryan Connolly close for man of the match, which took some doing given Ryan's performance, but he scored four points from play. He was taking the ball off of his own defenders. He was linking the play. Uh, he was winning kickouts. Uh, you know, it's it's a big step up from junior football to county football. But he looked like the sort of athlete that could potentially slot in and play county football. We know he's played a high level of underage county football for the county. So he's a player I always liked since seeing him with the minors in 2017. And uh, it's great to see him playing as well as he is. Yeah. And then Killian the Gunner on Friday night. I, I don't think anybody would argue with me in the statement that if he wasn't there, Mullahorn weren't going to win that game because in the second half, he just came out and got himself about the place, you know, got busy, got on breaking ball, broke up uh, tackles, you know, made sure that, that Mullahorn were solid at the back and then broke out from defence, breaking lines. He was fouled quite a bit. He played definitely on the edge, but that's where you want Killian the Gunner playing is on the edge and, and um his his performance I think just showed leadership and and sure sheer determination, which is what Mullahorn is is uh founded on, I think, out there. But yeah, brilliant, brilliant display by Killian the Gunner Brady. Um okay, into the half forward line on the Kiko Sports team of the week. The nominations are Luke Malloy from Calvin Gales with two points, Tiernan Madden, the free taker from Gauna, Andy McConnell from Butler's Bridge, Tommy Walsh from Drummalee hit two points, Shane Walsh from Shannon Gales with three goals and three points, Liam Fay from Knock Bride with a goal, Shane Finnegan from Balanya, five points, Brandon Boyle and Crush a lot, um, Quivine O'Reilly with six points for Butler's Bridge, Tiernan Riley with four points in Drum's win over Mount Eugent, Ryan Connolly, eight points in there. Um, Titanic battle with McBride. Kevin McGovern from Corlett. I understand he was kind of doing a, a man marking job in the half forward line, but done a really, really good job on, on the holla from what I hear. Dara Tierney from Lavi. David Talbot from Killigarry with a goal and two points. Keen McGovern from Swanland Bar, three points off the bench in his first uh, outing for Swanland Bar this year. I understand he was in America up until Saturday morning. Stephen Jackson from Drung. Donald Finnegan from Lacken. He went off injured um, but was playing a stormer, apparently. And Kieran Smith from Nutbride, Jerry Smith from Lavi. So a load of nominations in the half forward line. But in the end, we went for Luke Malloy at 10, um, Ryan Connolly at 11, and Tiernan Riley at 12 from Drung. So Ryan Connolly with eight points, uh, Tiernan Riley with four for Drung, Luke Malloy two points. But I thought Luke Malloy's performance was uh was was solid as hell for for Calvin Gales if there's if there 
the previous games they were relying on Porrick Sexton and Kevin Meehan to supply ball to the forward line and particularly Garoud. It was Luke Malloy who stepped up and done an awful lot of it on this occasion, breaking up ball as well around the middle of the field. He's a big, tall player that can uh, compete in midfield, but he was holding the wing half forward spot and, and thought done really well. Ryan Connolly, you can speak more about Paul, um, an outstanding display uh, for Drum Lane in a game that with whatever two, three minutes to go, they were going out of the championship in. Exactly. Look, Ryan Connolly kept them going all through the game. In, in the first half, it was 1-3 to no score, I think after about six minutes and not bright were putting the big press on. They were pinning Drum Lane back on their own kickouts and it it just looked like not bright have found the pitch of this game re- really early on and they want to put Drum Lane out of it. They're going to put Drum Lane to the sword and Drum Lane just aren't at the races. And it was Ryan Connolly who came up with two good points off his left foot to get some name back into the match. If those two points had gone, have, went over down the other end of the field, it was probably lights out for, for Jermaine, not just on the game, but on the entire season. So he also kicked the third point from a free. So that his first three points got them taken over again. All the way through, he was an outlet. He was winning frees. He was scoring frees. And then he came up with a brilliant point from play uh, to get them back within one. His confidence is really up to this stage. And then he he kicks this absolute worldly from, from the wing off the ground. And I actually videoed it on my phone. I must send it on to you, Damien. We might stick it up on, on social media because I knew he was going to score it. I just had a feeling his confidence was so high. He had played so well. It was a kick to win it. I just had a feeling he was going to score it. And I took out the phone and videoed it. And Jermaine also had, had a video of it from a really good angle up on the on their social media account as well. A great performance by Ryan, the captain, captain of the team, and he played a captain's part, to be fair. Yeah, credit to him. And then Tiernan and Riley, um, in in a, a must-win game, I suppose, for Drung in the end of it, um, they, they had to get the better of him at Nugent, and I think he bossed the show out in um, Bally Hayes, I think that game was, but well done to Tiernan and Riley from Drung for completing the half-forward line. Okay, on to the full-forward line. On the Kiko Sports Team of the Week, load of nominations in here, folks. So Dara, sorry, Damien O'Brien from Kill, one goal and two. Grode McKernan, five points uh, for Calvin Gales. Sean O'Kane, six points for Drummalee. Eddie Dalton comes in at number thirteen, playing as a sweeper role. He deserves a mention here because he he played a, a stormer, I think, against Lara, um, but n- not necessarily a forward. But wearing the number thirteen jersey, but yeah, definitely deserves that nomination. Paul Letty from Lacken again a really good performance Packy Leddy two goals and two points at full forward for Red Hills Niall McDermott four points um, two frees and two from open play but kind of came out the field a good bit for Balanya against Calvin Gales won a lot of kickouts Paddy Lynch with six points for Crusher Law all coming from dead balls but my god some of them were were, were outside of human um, boundaries when he particularly that last one that he sailed over from where the 45 meets the, the sideline. Ryan Donahue for Gauna, really good performance by him, particularly in the second half. I think he hit three points in a row at one stage for Gauna when they had their spell of dominance um, over Lavi. And O'Shea scored 1-6 for Muncher Connacht. Peter Morris scored 1-5 for Corla in, or sorry, for Arva against Corla in what turned out to be a tighter game and, and a well-organised quarter defence caused them problems. Niall McCaffrey for Kill Shammer scored two goals and five points in their defeat to Red Hills, but he was brilliant. And uh, Riley for Mullahorn, four points. Again, give him freeze. He'll score them all day. Keen Bourne, one goal and two. I think it was for Drummalee. Sean Nolan, one goal and five for Muncher Connacht. And Dara Dolan from Drumlane with a really good performance. I don't have his score to hand, but... Um, a lot of a lot of scores there, a lot of good workers. Who do we go with? We went for uh, Kill Shamrocks 
Arvis St. Patrick's and Crushlaw full forward line, which was Niall McCaffrey at 13, Peter Morris at 14, and Paddy Lynch at 15. Um, three experienced players there, and I suppose Paddy Lynch, the, the young man of the trio, but the three of them were brilliant. I thought Paddy Lynch, even though he like he had a good battle, as you said earlier, with Damien Barkey from open play, but the importance of a good place kicker is 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 always comes to the fore. And like those two brilliant saves that Liam Brady made, uh, Paddy Lynch fired over the two forty fives. They end up winning the game by two points. You know, it's it's the margins are so fine. And then he kicks that absolute worldly from from the wing, which put them in front. And then Pierre Smith added on another to win it. So brilliant. Peter Morris, he's been knocking on the door for team of the week. Every time there's ever been a team of the week, he he's so consistent. Uh, he'll nail his freeze. He'll win ball all day. The, the mark suits him. He's strong and and he's a good ball winner. And he ended up with one five. And then Niall McCaffrey, he's after having a hell of a championship. He's racked up serious scores for kill. Yeah, without a doubt, uh, three three outstanding performances there in the in the full forward line. So, well done to all involved. Uh, folks, don't forget if you're looking for exceptional team or leisure wear for your sports club, society, or business, then look no further than Kiko Sports with a wide range of customizable apparel to keep your players, members, or employees looking sharp. Kiko Sports have you covered. For further details, contact info at kikosports.ie or visit the website at www.kikosports.ie. That's C-I-C-O sports.ie. And just to go through it again, the Kiko Sports team of the week for week four here on We Are Cavan is in goals Raymond Galligan from Lacken, a full back line of John Cook from Crush A Lot, David Wilson from um, Lacken, and Sean Cadden from Mullahorn. In the half back line, it's James McBreen from Lavi, Dara Kennedy from Killigarry, and Dara Duggan from Red Hills. In the middle of the field, Mullahorn's Killian Brady is partnered by Philip the Gunner Rogers from Knockbride. In the half-forward line, it's Luke Malloy wearing the number 10 jersey from Calvin Gales. Centre-half-forward Ryan Connolly from Drum Lane and wearing the number 12 jersey is Tiernan Riley from Drum. And in the full-forward line, it's Niall McCaffrey from Kill Shamrocks with two goals and five. Full-forward Peter Morris, one goal and five. And completing the lineup on this week's Kiko Sports Team of the Week is Paddy Lynch with six points for Crushalot. Congratulations to you all. Um, don't forget to give it a like and share when you see it coming out on social media. Okay, going on now to the um, top scorer of the week. A lot of top scorers, as in a lot of people scored really well. We mentioned Niall McCaffrey with two goals and five. Um, you know, Endo Shea finishing up with nine in terms of one goal and six. There was a, a few really good high scorers throughout it. Packy Letty 2-2. Um, but the top scorer of the week is the Shannon Gales inside forward. I think he plays inside forward, but Shane Walsh with three goals and three with in their win over Mahara. So 12 points generally seems to be the, the, the watershed. If you can get the 12 points, you're going to be the player of the week. So you pick up your DT1 menswear um, voucher. So we'll be in contact with you, Shane, to uh, organise when you can come in and get that. So our thanks again to DT1 Menswear in Cavan, the superstore there. Don't forget to check them out on Facebook um, and on Instagram. They're live or their videos uh, showing off the styles of the week and slagging each other are definitely entertaining. So give them a follow and a share. Um, uh, if you if you can, please, folks, and Shane Walsh will be in contact um, with the voucher. Okay, on to the Cavan Crystal Hotel uh, player of the week. We have a few nominations, but before we get into that, for your uh, bed, your banquet, your swim, or your gym, call Calvin Crystal Hotel on 049 43 60 
0600 or visit the website at cavincrystalhotel.com. That's cavincrystalhotel.com. If you want to give them a follow on Twitter, it's C Crystal Hotel, um, which they're um, always resharing our tweets. So do give them a follow there or follow them or like them on Facebook and Instagram as well, folks. But uh, the nominations we went for, Paul, for the uh, Cavan Crystal Hotel Player of the Week, we went with Killian the Gunner from Mullahorn for his performance against Lara in their victory. Mullahorn, a vital performance and a vital win for them. Raymond Galligan and goals for um, Lacken. They had a huge win over Kingscourt Stars, as we mentioned. He had seven points. And then Ryan Conley was the third nomination um, from Drum Lane as he hit eight points in their must-win game over, must-win victory over Knockbride. Who do we go for, Paul? Well, it might be a surprise to people that were listening, but we went for Ryan Conley. Um, I thought he was the outstanding player I saw over the weekend and haven't got around to a lot of games, watched a good few of them back on Cavstream and reading all the reports. Ryan was exceptional. It's not too often uh, in a player's career that he will salvage a must-win game like that and pull it out of the fire and make absolutely no mistake. If Ryan Conley wasn't on the field, not probably would have won the game comfortably and Ryan would be out of the championship. So well done to Ryan. He played a captain's part. Yeah, outstanding stuff by Ryan and great to see him back. And I'd, I'd imagine you score eight points, you're enjoying your football. So great to see him enjoying his football. And Drumlane, if they went out of that championship, I think it would be a loss to the championship as a, as a competition overall. So uh, he he done the job for everybody on that one, with the exception of Red Hills, who really probably can't stand him right now <laughs> because they go out as a result of that kick. But such a, such is the, the 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 beautiful structure that we all love here in Cavan, Larry Paul. Yeah, look. <laughs> Do I believe that? Maybe part of it, but I thought, I thought, look, we're going to be we're going to be talking about our team of the week for twenty minutes or so, and I'll try and draw Donahue into a row here for the first ten. But it didn't. It's too good of an evening. I think you want to get away, so I didn't get luring you into the ambush. I'm just, I'm just not that, uh, I'm not that confrontational. You should know by now. Um, I've, I've seen, I've seen you on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> okay, folks. So uh, well done to Ryan Conley, who is our Cavan Crystal Hotel. Um, Player of the week for week four. I'll be in contact with Ryan. We will be picking up a voucher for Cavan Crystal Hotel, which you can use in the Zest Leisure and Fitness Club as well, um, or in the restaurant around Cavan Crystal Hotel. So lovely, lovely options there to use that one on. Um, folks, don't forget to check out our podcasts over on patreon.com forward slash we are Cavan, where we'll be looking back over. We've already reviewed the Internet Service Station Senior Football Championship games from the weekend. Gone by, we'll be looking back over the Michael Fitzpatrick Architects Junior Football Championship Round 4 clash and the teams that are still alive and the teams that are gone from this. Um, we'll be looking to see how our predictions from before the championship have gone in terms of those quarterfinal spots. And we'll be previewing the action from this weekend coming up where it is the McAvoy Super Value Virginia Intermediate Championship Round 4 Clash and of course the Senior Championship Round 4 Clash as well on Sunday. Again, one last mention folks for the live broadcast Saturday evening, 5pm. We'll be going out live on our Mixalor page so head on over to mixalor.com we are Cavan to um, follow us there and you'll get the notifications of that live broadcast and any of the games that we cover here with thanks to Romar Energy. So folks, thanks again for listening. Paul, thanks for your contribution. Thanks Demo. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great. Yes, it was great stuff. And Larry has put it over the bar. It was hard, fast football after that. You're in Carvin, there's a yeah!
And was there a feeling that that might have been a chance for Kevin to get come back into the big time? And then McCabe, and it's over the lap, and Kevin are not buried yet. Have them doing all they could to hold their lead. To Derek McDonald, what a goal! Oh, yes! And over the bar, Vincent Cahill, what a day he is having! Oh, this is brilliant by Kevin! Dandy-legged farmers walking the roads near Virginia. Hurrah, yeah, hurrah, yeah! <laughs>